Hello there and welcome to Bringing Out Their Best, the podcast for teachers of dance, drama and music. My name is Sarah Marshall from Performing Arts PD. Each week I will bring you a snippet of research or an interview with another performing arts educator to energise and inspire you for your working week. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the Darug people, the traditional custodians of the land on which I live and work. I pay my respects to their elders, past and present. I remember when I first had my babies, how I was astounded at how much they practised, without me doing anything to encourage them. When they learnt to use their voice, they would lie in their cot and experiment with slides and sounds. When they learnt to roll, they would roll at any opportunity. When learning to crawl, they began backwards and then kept practicing until forwards became a thing. Same with walking and talking and so on. So why on earth does this change as we get older? To be honest, I haven't got a clue, but it did spark my interest in motivation. So when I saw this study on motivational interventions, I was keen to see if there was anything that might be useful for us in motivating our students. This study was trying to get 248 undergraduate students in the UK to exercise once a week for at least 20 minutes over a two-week period. Participants were divided into three groups, a control group and two intervention groups. The control group were given a questionnaire to start, one midway through and a final one at the end of the two weeks, finding out data about their general health and how often and how they exercised. The second group was treated the same, except they were also given a pamphlet to read about the benefits of exercise and the potential threats to their health if they didn't. This pamphlet was designed to emphasise the severity of consequences if they don't exercise, their vulnerability if they fail to exercise, and explain the effectiveness of avoiding these consequences if exercise was carried out. I liken this to us telling our students about the benefits of practice and study and the consequences to the student of not putting in the effort. The final group was treated like the second group and given the pamphlet listing benefits and potential health threats, but after one week they were asked to write down their intention of when and where they would exercise on any given day. If they didn't exercise as planned at the end of the two weeks, they were asked to write down reasons as to why this didn't happen. I liken this to getting students to set out a study or practice schedule with a set series of tasks, time and place, and then asking them to be accountable if they fail to stick to this schedule. So what happened? 14% of the control group and 19% of the second group forgot. They did nothing, another 45% of the control group and 26% of the second group didn't have the time. So this means from the control group, only 41% followed through with the exercise and with the second group, this group that was threatened of the consequences of not exercising, only 55% of them followed through with exercise. Meanwhile, the group that had to specify when, where and how, 97% of them exercised. That's it, folks. Only one participant didn't have the time. No one forgot and nearly everyone did it. 
So threatening our students with consequences is not a total waste of effort. If this study holds true, it will improve participation in at-home study practice for 14% of the group. But if you take the time to get students to write down when, where, and how they will practice or study, it should increase participation by 38%, which is huge. So next time you don't feel like going that extra mile and taking five minutes at the end of class to encourage your students to write down when, where and how they're going to do their work, consider the benefits to their engagement and improvement. My name is Sarah Marshall. I hope you have a fantastic week bringing out their best. Finally, I'd like to share some exciting news with you. Our course, Managing Performance Anxiety for Student Wellbeing, has become accredited PD by NESA. So, if you're a performing arts teacher in New South Wales, looking for some accredited PD hours that are relevant to your performance space, take a look. My name is Sarah Marshall. Thanks for listening today. I hope you have a fantastic week bringing out their best.